Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the Influential Communicator, the go-to podcast for your weekly dose of storytelling, speaking, and communication bullets to help you craft stories that sell and deliver presentations that win. I'm your host, Ravi Rajani. So without further wait, let's get into it. Dance lessons start next Saturday, Rav. Make sure you're ready. Now, let's be real. That's probably the last thing that any eight-year-old boy wants to hear. You know what I'm saying? But my mom didn't care because she had just enrolled her son into the same dance school as his little sister. Now, I remember distinctly on the face of it, I was so embarrassed. I was like, man, this sucks. What if everybody in my class finds out that I'm the only dude in school enrolled in dance? I didn't want anybody to find out, but past all the embarrassment, past all the frustration and anger I had towards my mom at that time, the truth is, is deep down, I'd never felt more alive in my entire life. And 25 years later, I have to confess That was probably the best decision that my mum ever made for me. So, mum, if you're listening to this right now, I appreciate you for that one. I do. I've got to give it to you. Got to give you your props on that one. But let's take you back for a second to, it must have been around 1997 when my parents had just decided to take our family, my sister and I, on this once in a lifetime trip to Tanzania. And I distinctly remember sitting in the back of this old, rusty Jeep. And my mum says, Rav, can you just hold the camcorder for a second? And by the way, yeah, I did just say camcorder. Not iPhone, people. Not Samsung Galaxy. Yes, I said camcorder. And it wasn't one of those heavy ones where you needed like 50 people behind you just in case if you fell backwards. No, it was pretty revolutionary at the time, all right? It was pretty, it was pretty dope at the time. But I digress. My my mum whispered this as we sat in the back of this Jeep and we were ripping through the Serengeti National Park as if we literally owned the place. And I remember this camera sitting in my lap, in my hands. And I was thinking, what am I going to do with this, man? Like, What am I going to do with this? So bored, I pressed record. And all of a sudden, I started narrating our safari in my best David Attenborough voice. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but that's definitely who I was mimicking back then. And all of a sudden, the car erupted in laughter and I was hooked. I was like, there's no way my mum was getting her hands on that camcorder. And I don't think she did, by the way, for the rest of that trip. Now, it's funny because as a kid, I didn't exactly get the grades worthy of a career in medicine or law. And as much as that's painful for any Indian parent to hear, one thing's for sure, dance school, that camcorder in the Serengeti, it taught me that I excelled where others didn't, the stage. But here's the interesting thing. When you're a performer, you become very good at playing a character. And by the way, when you stumble into theater as a teen with zero acting experience, it's funny. My best friend's dad was a playwright and one play led to another. And I fell in love with the stage, especially the stage in the context of theater, being able to tell your version of a story in front of a room of people and truly captivate them was, was amazing. It was, it was super fun. But when you start learning how to play a character and you do it very well, that can expose you to the ultimate drug. I call it the three A's. 
I call it the three A's. Admiration, applause, and acceptance from those around you. And at that time, I became addicted. I truly became addicted. And unknowingly, a new story started to be formed in my subconscious. And that story was, Rav, in order to achieve what you desire in life and in business, you need to be somebody you're not. Now, I don't know if any of you can relate to this or you're nodding your head right now like, oh my God, I felt the same way before. But I wouldn't even call it an issue or a problem, but it's a double-edged sword when you're a performer, right? You become great at learning how to play a character, but then you fall in love with playing a character. But fast forward to business school, my time on the trading floor in London and everything in between over the next decade or so, it was all driven by this carefully crafted character that I developed. Now, were all of those things fun that I just mentioned? Hell yeah. They were amazing at the time. But eventually, I started to feel drained and out of alignment, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Because what they don't tell you about wearing a mask is it's pretty damn exhausting being somebody you're not all the time, 24-7. And I think in hindsight, I'd forgotten what truly made me feel alive and I'd lost touch with what made me memorable and stand out in the first place. I was spending so much time trying to blend in that I forgot what actually made me unique. So in August 2016, I decided to press eject and I went on this journey to remove my mask and reclaim my story, you know, TV, radio, coaching, consulting, leading sales teams in the world of startups. As I indulged in all of these different things, one thing became crystal clear for me that no matter what product, service, or idea that I was selling, success and failure was dependent on my ability to communicate three things, my value, my story, and my solution in a magnetic, compelling, and authentic way. And gradually, I began to wonder, I was like, hmm, why do so many business and sales presentations lack personality? You know what I mean? They all just feel very rigid and stiff, as if it was a corporate robot delivering the presentation. And then I was like, hmm, okay, but let's go deeper. And why do so many companies brand stories feel like watered down mission statements that lack heart, lack transparency, lack passion. And then why do so many sales presentations infuse little to no storytelling? So it was funny, the very skill that I had been devoted to mastering at such a young age was about to become my ticket to having the impact that I'd always desired. It was like the stars were truly aligning and I was ready to help people like you capture their customers' attention, present their solution and message and story with confidence and use storytelling as a tool to truly impact and desire. And it's funny because now when I look back at all these different moments in my life, you know, not letting go of that camcorder in Tanzania being thrown into dance school as an eight-year-old kid, my obsession for theatre as a teen, all of those different things. Well, everything was serving a purpose. Every micro experience had secretly been preparing me for the problems I solve today. 
helping entrepreneurs and B2B sales teams speak with influence and confidence, craft stories that sell and deliver presentations that convert. Now, you've heard how my story started, but let me tell you how it's going, man. Let me tell you how it's going. So I live just outside of London with my wife, Sophie, and our little dog, Nelly. When it comes to movies, I tell you what, my favorite movie of all time, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's either Creed or the entire Rocky franchise or Limitless. And when it comes to TV, I tell you what, I have a, and comedy and everything in between. I have a pretty unhealthy obsession with Kevin Hart. You know, movies, TV, comedy, anything he sells, I'm like, I'm all in. I'm absolutely obsessed. That is truly, you know, he really embodies storytelling at its finest. But the best thing is, business and in life, I'm just getting started, man. I'm just getting started. So whether I'm speaking, training sales teams, coaching elite entrepreneurs or hosting my podcast, my mission remains the same. Whether we believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, everybody is a salesperson. Everybody is a speaker and everybody is a storyteller. And my job is to help you unlock the power of story so you can have the impact that you truly desire. I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. So you thought that this was the part of the show where I say something like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you did enjoy the show, then please drop us a review and do share it with a friend. Well, I'll tell you what, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to be predictable here, okay? Do share it with a friend and do drop us a review if you got some value from today's episode, okay? So if you want to impact people, remember, you need to learn how to influence them first. Oh,